Hello everyone out there in podcast land. It is your host, that vegan Jedi. And today is August the 28th. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've done a podcast, but I have a new job. I am now a learning specialist, which is basically a teacher at a school for autistic children. It's a K through 12 private school and it requires a lot of energy. I finally have Saturdays and Sundays off, which is when I usually do my podcast. But all I've been doing for the past couple of weekends is sleeping and trying to get my energy back. But I absolutely love my new career. It's the best decision I've made in a long time. So this podcast is season four, episode 11. And as always, this is live from Orlando, Florida. This one is called Food Sabotage. So now, I want to put an image in your head. What is sabotage? So one of my favorite movies to watch with my wife is Drowning Mona. And it's got a great cast in it. It's a great comedy. But um, basically, several people want Mona dead. It's, it's a great comedy. Very lighthearted. Very funny. And someone, and it's actually um, her husband, who actually um, cuts the brake line on her vehicle. That's sabotage because you cut the brake line and the fluid drains slowly. So as you're driving the car, you still have brakes, but little by little, your brakes start to fail because you're losing brake fluid. And eventually you will lose the ability to stop the car and get into an accident. And what he was hoping for was that it would be a fatal accident so that he didn't have to be married to his wife, Mona, anymore. So how does that relate to food? Well, stop and think about it. Do we not sabotage our food that we feed to our children? that we feed to our parents, especially our elderly parents, when they don't have much say-so in it, especially children. You go grocery shopping, you buy the food, you come home, and then you have the attitude of, I cooked it, you better eat it, or you're going to go to bed hungry. At least that's how I was raised. I was born in 73. I was hit with that attitude. So any of you who are Gen Xers, baby boomers, you definitely heard that. If you don't like it, you can go to bed hungry. You're going to eat what I made. Okay, so let's take a look at a typical breakfast, right? It could be, say, oatmeal or cereal, and you add milk to it. Milk has been proven to cause mucus buildup in the lungs, inflammation, and lead to asthma. It's acid-forming, and it's contains lactose, which many people are lactose intolerant. It has whey in it. It has casein, C-A-S-E-I-N, which is a carcinogenic. Okay, so you take oats, which is really good for you, loaded with fiber, loaded with protein, very healthy, very beneficial, and then you add dairy milk to it. Now you just sabotaged it, right? Now, it's not going to kill you immediately. That would be like slashing someone's tire so that as soon as you come to your car, 
you see that your car is not drivable because your tires are completely flat. It would be like someone taking an ice pick and poking two or three little holes in someone's tire so that the tire goes flat little by little so they don't make it to their destination, right? Because those who are vegan outlive people that are carnivores or omnivores by anywhere from 15 to 20 years on average. So if vegans are outliving carnivores by that long, then my theory of the food sabotage rings true. Because when you sabotage something, that's really what you're doing is you're putting it in a condition where it will fail slowly, but surely. So it's not immediate that it takes time. Like if you go to a crooked mechanic and he fixes your vehicle, but he fixes it just good enough so you have to come back in six months. And it seems like every six months, and if you live anywhere where you need an air-conditioned car, I'm in the United States, I'm in Orlando, Florida. Florida is very hot. And if you pay attention to people talking, you will hear a lot of people saying that their AC stopped working right when summer was hitting. Right when the temperatures were getting really, really high, a lot of people were saying, my AC, I need Freon. You got to go to the mechanic, you got to get Freon, you got to recharge your AC because it gets freaking hot in Florida. Okay, and your windshield is made out of thick glass that is concave and it actually acts like a, a magnifying glass and it intensifies the heat and getting inside your vehicle can easily be over 100 degrees, 110, 115 degrees when you first get into your vehicle. So how is it that almost everybody is like, oh, summer just hit and my AC is not working? And you got to go back to the mechanic and get that fixed, right? And it all seems to be happening around the same time, almost as if they sabotaged it. So that's what this episode is all about. It's about food sabotage. And what better way to introduce this than to talk salads, international salads, because I am now officially listened to a 19 countries I have just picked up on the radar, Mexico. A little under 1% of my listeners are coming out of Mexico now, my neighbor to the south since I'm in America, and they are part of North America. So I am going to do top 10 salads and what's in them to show you exactly what I mean when I say Food sabotage. You're going to love it. All right. <clears throat> I am back. And the website that I am quoting today from the grapevine.com. And this is top 10 salads when it comes to popularity. So let's start off with number one, the cob which was named after Howard Cobb, um, California. So this is an American salad. So this guy lived in Hollywood. He came home late one night. He hadn't had dinner yet. 
it's midnight and he was really hungry and he just grabbed a bunch of food that was in the refrigerator leftovers threw it in the bowl and called it a salad so what's in it traditionally chicken bacon eggs tomatoes on top of leafy greens with cheese sprinkled on top with a salad dressing now here's the problem i have with that when people think salads they think healthy i'm eating healthy i'm eating a salad okay let's take a look at that first of all it has chicken in it and even though it's the white meat and it's supposed to be considered lean let me please remind you, for those of you who have listened to me before, and for those of you who are listening to me for the first time, thank you. I, pre- I appreciate the love and support. Um, antibiotics are fed to animals to keep them healthy enough to live long enough to make it to slaughter. They pee all over each other. They poop all over each other. They're held in very unsanitary, filthy conditions. And it's very easy for them to get sick and spread the sickness to each other. So they are fed antibiotics. And upon average, here in the United States of America, animals that are factory farm raised, your cows, your chickens, your pigs, are fed a cocktail of 13 antibiotics, which can lead to MRSA, M-R-S-A, which is multiple resistant strain of antibiotics. Okay, and then of course you've got the cholesterol, right, and all the 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 growth hormones that they pump into the chicken, so that they can get the biggest chicken possible. Because everyone likes a nice big juicy chicken breast, right? There's bacon in it. Okay, that is first of all a pres- a processed meat, a preserved meat, um, sometimes smoked, which has been labeled by the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, as a carcinogenic equivalent to smoking cigarettes so that's bad so once again food sabotage you're taking something very healthy right you're taking the tomatoes and the leafy greens and the onions which are healthy and good for you the tomatoes have lycopene in it which benefits your heart the leafy greens acts as a detox plus the fiber to clear out your lower intestines your colon and all of that keep you healthy keep you alive right the antioxidants right they help fight off cancer and then you're going to turn around and then throw cancer in it that's sabotaging. That's like poking holes in someone's tiger. They're not going to die that day when they eat the salad, but they probably will die in their 40s or 50s. If they're lucky, they can make it to their 60s or 70s where vegans are making it into their 90s easily. If you look at the countries around the world that has the highest life expectancy, many of those countries have two things in common. It's either going to be that they eat whole foods, like, um, and when I say whole foods, are like they'll eat fish, but it won't be deep fat fried. It won't be covered in beer batter. They won't have chili cheese fries to go along with it. They'll eat fish that's been smoked, and it won't be dipped in batter and 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 fried in a bunch of saturated fat oil. Or it'll be a nation that is heavy on plants almost no meat and they have the highest life expectancies and the lowest incidence of diseases okay so let's move on to number two the larb l-a-r-b it comes out of north thailand okay so it is basically 
um, vegetables, raw vegetables with a sticky rice. Sounds good, right? Sounds healthy. But then they take some minced meat and stir fry it and throw it in there. And then traditionally, they add the blood of a chicken or the blood of a pig and mix it in. Okay, so that is definitely falling under the category of food sabotage. Why would I want blood in my salad? I hope to God they're not using it as a salad dressing. Maybe for flavor, I... uh. I, okay, first of all, that's just gross. That that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Okay, number three, the Israeli salad. Now, I can get down with that because all this is is just vegetables, literally. Now, there are some people that can, you know, that will add meat to it or whatever they choose to. But Israel does have a very high number of vegans, a very high number of vegan restaurants. They support a healthy living on a national level so it doesn't surprise me at all that the israeli salad is literally just lettuce tomatoes onions you know with a light vinaigrette um um salad dressing okay no animal fat no animal byproducts so okay i'm down with that and we're going to move on down to number four which is the mexican black bean salad once again i'm loving that in mexico you are now the 19th country to pop up on my analytics. So congratulations. Welcome aboard. And you're number four on the popular salads. Now, the Mexican black bean salad is very simple and sounds exactly how the name describes it. You take some black beans, some corn, some onions, some tomatoes, some avocados, throw in a light oil dressing, and you got yourself a salad. Now, that's healthy. That's good. I could get down with that. I've had a Mexican black bean salad on numerous occasions. They're downright delicious, full of protein, full of fibers, um, lots of nutrients. You got your macros. You got your micros. Very good for you. Very delicious. Goes great with anything. And you can eat it as a salad, or you can use it as a topping for something. So, you know, it's, it's versatile. And that's how a salad should be, healthy eating at its best. So let's move on down to number five, the Waldorf salad that's coming out of New York. All right, so it's apples, celery, walnuts on a bed of lettuce. Sounds great, huh? What's the catch? They mix mayonnaise in it. So you take a chicken egg and turn it into cream add some salt and sugar to it, call it mayonnaise, and then you throw it on a salad. That's not exactly the healthiest thing, but hey, we're talking food sabotage here, right? So they throw, I mean, at least make it vegan mayonnaise, right? Or some other substitute because apples, celeries, and walnut, that's actually a great combination, okay? I've had a vegan Waldorf salad, and this is coming out of New York, USA, all right, so we're going to move down to number six, which is the gado gado. And it's from Indonesia. And gado literally means mix. So the name of the salad is mix mix. It's gado gado. They take steamed vegetables. Okay, sounds good so far. And then they throw in hard boiled eggs. And then cover it with the peanut sauce. Now the peanut sauce sounds great. Because I've had uh, Thai peanut bake pizza um noodles where they just take spicy peanut sauce 
um, carrots, onions, and mix it all together. It's actually really, really good. But once again, food sabotage, why the hard-boiled egg? So that is number six, the gado-gado, which means mixed mix from Indonesia. So now we're going to move down to number seven, the dressed heron salad. Well, already, you know that falls under the category of food sabotage herring, right? And people like to eat it pickled, right? So what is in it? You got the potatoes, you got the carrots, you got beets, you got onions. Sounds good. But then you throw in the hard-boiled eggs and the heron. And this is coming out of Russia. Now, they put beets in it for color because beetroots have a very strong purple color. And they want it to actually look good. And they will take hard-boiled eggs and grate it on top. But they're also going for looks. They're not just going for taste. They want it to look a certain way. They want it to be visually appeasing as well as appeasing to the palate so i mean it sounded great at first you know the potatoes the corn the onions the beet roots but then why you gotta throw in herring and sometimes they throw in other fish but primarily herring which is a very salty processed fish which is not good for you and then top it off with grated hard-boiled eggs. Why? Okay, so we're going to jump down to number eight, and this is coming out of France. This salad is called the Nicoise. It's out of Niche, France, and it is actually compared to the Cobb salad, except instead of using chicken and bacon, it uses various fish. So it's got tuna, egg, olives, anchovies, vinaigrette, and green beans because they wanted to make it healthier because many people consider chicken healthy. You know, if it's boneless, skinless, and it's been, say, broiled, they consider it healthy. And tuna is supposed to be even healthier. It's still a dead animal at the end of the day. It is still dead. And according to the FDA, it can be considered fresh as long as you do not chemically preserve it. So upon average, if you listen to um, my podcast I did about five, six podcasts ago, where you can literally call meat fresh, even though it's been dead for five to six weeks, as long as it has not been chemically treated to preserve it. So all you have to do is refrigerate it. Freeze it, you know, you can flash freeze it or put it in a vacuum sealed bag. But as long as you have not added any chemical to preserve it, it is still legally considered fresh. But upon average, from the time the animal is humanely slaughtered and there's no such thing, processed, put on a truck, shipped across the country, put in your grocery store, and the time you actually purchase it and bring it home and put it in your refrigerator, that animal has been dead five to six weeks. How you can call that fresh legally is beyond me. So that is the Nicoise salad out of France. Okay, it sounded okay until you threw in the tuna and the anchovies, which is a salty processed fish swimming in oil, which is not good for you. 
Now you have the tabbouleh coming in at number nine, Israeli. It is tomatoes, parsley, mint, bulgur, onions, and they put some fresh lemon juice on it. And extra virgin olive oil, which us vegans refer to as evu, extra virgin olive oil. And what makes it unique is that they chop it up into small pieces. And chefs from around the world actually compete with each other to see who can create the smallest pieces and make it look absolutely pretty. No meat. No meat byproducts. No cheese, no egg, nothing beautiful once again israel coming through thank you two completely vegan salads i mean just think about how weird that sounds a vegan salad it's a salad all salads should be plant-based and vegan it's a salad so the fact that people are putting meat in it that causes cancer and heart disease, and type 2 diabetes, and, and irritable bowel syndromes, and all this other stuff, and putting in dairy and eggs, which is the saturated fat, which is bad for the heart and bad for the colon, into a salad, because that is the association. Salads are good for you. Salads are healthy. So when you're eating a cob salad, and it's got chicken and bacon and egg and cheese, and what's healthy about that? Basically, the way I see a cob salad is like a gluten-free chicken salad. I mean, chicken sandwich. You know, instead of you know putting it between two buns or two slices of bread, you're just eating the chicken, the bacon, the cheese, the egg with some vegetables. No bread. So it's like a gluten-free chicken sandwich not necessarily a salad but i digress and coming in at number 10 the fiambre i hope i'm saying that correctly because it's 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 it, it sounds fun just saying it it just sounds fun the fiambre out of guatemala so they have a tradition on the day of the dead they go to the cemetery to pay respects to their loved ones who are passed on to the other side and they bring the loved one's favorite dishes. So let's say you're visiting the grave and you want to, you know, acknowledge 10 loved ones that have passed on. You know, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, maybe a couple aunts and uncles, whatever. And you're bringing their favorite dishes and they have two or three favorite dishes each. And you're visiting 10 people. Well, you know, we're talking 30-some-odd dishes. So what they decided to do... In Guatemala was to add them all into one big bowl and call it a salad and it can have up to 50 ingredients but traditionally what's in it is pickled baby corns sausage cold cuts onions beets the pacaya flour cheese olives and chicken and then whatever little local flavor you want to add in there to honor your loved ones that they really, really liked when they were amongst the living. Um, I don't see how that's healthy in any way whatsoever. Cold cuts, I mean, cold cuts are very bad for you. Talking highly processed meats that have been uh, smoked and, and loaded with salt and sugar and preservatives, which are never good for you whatsoever. Um, but then... They throw in stuff like beets and papaya flowers, which you know are good for you, and 
pickled baby corn, but then the sausage, why? And cheese, why does everyone want to put cheese on their salad? Cheese and eggs, I'm talking cholesterol city here. So anyway, that's my 10. And this is coming from thegrapevine.com. So just to recap, we have the Cobb salad, the Larb, the Israeli salad, Mexican black bean coming in number four. Number five is the Waldorf salad. Number six is the Gado Gado. Number seven is the dressed heron salad. Number eight is the Nicois coming out of France. Bonjour. Number nine is the Tabule from Israel. And number 10 is the Fiambre out of Guatemala. And just as a fun fact, back in 2009, elementary kids in Israel wanted to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. So they made the world's largest salad. It was a tabbouleh, and the salad came in at 9,532 pounds. No wonder the people in Israel outlive Americans. So that is my podcast. It is August 28th, 2021, star date. I am your humble host, that vegan Jedi, live from Orlando, Florida. And please continue to support my cash app, money symbol, that vegan Jedi. I love it. Thank you very much. Love and light. Have a great weekend.